0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Get in the Garage. We're a music
1: podcast for music lovers. As
0: always, we've got a great show planned for you today full of fun laughs and legal news provided by Luke. We finally have legal news from Luke. Order in the court! But before we do, um, don't forget to like and comment and subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends and families. Uh, like, uh, it's the best music podcast on the web right now, guys. So It's
2: the best music podcast ever made. Ever made. Tell a stranger.
0: Tell a stranger. Well, what can you tell for some potential strangers what to expect for this episode, Luke, while yeah, I cue up the music here?
2: We have music news, as always, keeping you informed. We are going to talk about our favorite last track songs from albums just like we did a couple weeks ago where we did the first track of songs um then we are going to talk about the new music reviews from drake and 21 savage 20. and then we're going to talk 20, about 20. uh the 20. new album from artist joji is that how you pronounce that yes. i have not said it out loud to anyone else i'm glad i did it right let's get in the garage let's
0: get in the garage yeah here we
2: I mean, I did say it out loud to you, and you didn't correct me, so... Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Fair. That's usually my go-to. Or when I say it out loud, just like, not even
3: close. <laughs> right. Wrong. The- 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 right.
0: <laughs> All right. All right.
2: Order in the court. Order in the court. Here's our music legal news. Here we go. Uh we <laughs> We are talking about the new album from Drake and 21 Savage, and they have been sued by (laughs) Vogue 21. And uh, so with their album, they made a promotional fake magazine that's like a fake Vogue where they're on the cover. It looks pretty cool, but they are not on the cover of Vogue. It is a fake thing to promote their album. They also name-check Vogue, on the album as well so that's to do with the whole thing why they're using it um they used vogue's trademark which is why they're suing them and they also sued them because they gave uh the editor of vogue a fake thank you like it was all cool and like fine and great which it was not so they are suing drake and 21 savage for four million dollars And uh, profits from their album. So let's see if they get that. Let's see if this is like a fair use um, fun thing because it is and it isn't like... I've seen album art parodies that are like very close to actual Mm. products and like, you know, things like that. Uh, Look back on Paul Simon's Crotachrome for the uh, probably origins of these kind of lawsuits because he did get sued by Kodak for writing that song and that's kind of like the same kind of thing here. They're using it as album promotion so it's a little
0: different. Yeah, I'm just surprised that they didn't tr- just try to make sure that that was okay.
2: Um, I They did. You know? Well, here's the deal. They did reach out to Vogue and Vogue was like, hey guys, probably not. And they were like, we're going to do it anyway. Uh, so that's why the lawsuit is really happening. So yeah. there was a back and forth between the two of them that, you know, mm. and uh, this is what happened. So that yeah. is uh, the legal news. Well, Order to, in the court.
0: To uh, to piggyback off of sort of rap news, I don't know if you guys saw, but Snoop Dogg is finally getting a biopic. Oh, I thought you were going
2: to bring us with that other Snoop Dogg news. Oh, what was the other Snoop Dogg news? The other Snoop Dogg news.
3: <laughs> Back to the legal
2: <laughs> court. I didn't really want to bring it up, but Snoop Dogg is uh, being dragged into court for sexual uh, assault allegations oh. or something, sexual misconduct allegations of the sort, and Yikes. he wants to get thrown out. I saw on Rolling Stone, but I didn't want to really bring it up because it felt like weird and I haven't really super dived deep into it. So, yeah, um, well, back, on the lighter side sure. of the lighter side of Snoop, side of <laughs> Snoop No, I thought you were going to go heavy with us. I went heavy. Sorry, guys.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's a uh, biopic for Snoop Dogg that's in the works. Um, It is going to be directed by uh, Alan Hughes, who did Menace to to Society and Dead Presidents, and writer Joe Robert Cole will be involved. He did uh, Black Panther, Mm -hmm. Wakanda Forever. Um, It's going to... He's going to be a producer. It's going to be released... Through Death Row Pictures, which is this offshoot of uh, Death Row Records. And I guess uh, Snoop Dogg bought Death Row Records earlier this year.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's the CEO. Did you not watch the Joe Rogan interview?
0: Hello. Oh, yeah, I did watch the Joe Rogan interview. Yeah, where he
2: told you he was the CEO of Death Row Records. Yeah, like, I, must, a I must have missed that. Times. A he's
1: record like, label that currently has almost half of their things non-streaming services because of legal stuff.
0: Yeah, well, what can you do? That's Suge Knight, man. Bad dude. Anyway, uh, so we'll see how the biopic uh, turns out. I'm interested in seeing. You know, um, ab- apparently this was something that's been in the works for like quite some time, or at least the idea for it has been in the works for quite some time. Uh, but now Snoop Dogg has the means to uh, to bring that you know uh, vision to fruition. So. Will
1: Rami Malek be playing Snoop Dogg? Will
0: Rami Malek be <laughs> playing Snoop Dogg? Yes, they're gonna
1: get we could dentures only hope for him. He- <laughs> Dentures and long braids. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh uh, no, it's gonna be the prosthetic nose. They're gonna like put it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Give him like Snoop's nose.
0: They're just gonna they, put instead and, instead of trying to catch any fleck They're just gonna dress him like a dog. Oh okay, yeah. yeah. So it'll be sort of this art. Like it's meta. It's, yeah. meta. it's I
3: meta. like that. Yeah, he uh, is Wilfred.
1: Act- you know what? Wow. I could see that being successful. Yeah, my like right. cartoon version so, of Snoop yeah. dog. If, just like the doggy stuff. That yeah. doggy style album.
0: Right, of, right. That would be so funny. Yeah. If it was yeah. um, Well, he might get in trouble though, Remy. He might get, for dog face. We don't know. <laughs> That's good. Uh, <laughs> we don't know.
2: <laughs> I only if it's animated Monkey Bone style am I into this idea.
0: Oh, monkey. Oh, what a weird movie. <laughs> you ever see Monkey Bone? Anyway, this is a music podcast. No, I
1: walked right by every time in the movie <laughs> store. <laughs>
0: Brendan Fraser,
2: man. Brendan Fraser. It's a
1: classic. Um, I
0: think Whoopi's in it, too.
1: This past weekend was the 37th annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Um, we hit the list, go back in the vaults to an episode where we talk about that, because I don't really care to name them all. But uh, the most interesting clip that I saw was Eminem's acceptance speech, in which he pulls out a notebook, and he reads an alphabetical list of artists who inspired him and influenced him. And it's like seven minutes of him just reading names, Mm. because he lists everyone literally from A to Z. That's very cool, it's very worth watching because you see a lot of artists that are underground people that he mentions that I had never heard these names. But he's up there on stage in front of the world, putting them in the same sentence as Run DMC and LL Cool J and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, just a good video, so search it out. It's on the internet.
0: It was a good performance, too. He had Ed Sheeran come out and do "Stand" with him. He had Steven Tyler come out and do uh, the Sing for the oh. Moment. Sure. Uh,
2: Did you see Rob Halford and Dolly Parton singing uh, yeah. together? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great picture. Just, it was really <clears throat> good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty great. And um, uh, also, not without the drama, Sheryl uh, Crow dropped out singing... For Carly Simon last minute. and so Oh, there was no. A- little Morissette. Oh, I'm I sorry. I said it wrong. Lance Morissette. Sorry, Cheryl Crow. No. You know why? It's because I was talking about Cheryl Crow this afternoon with Michael because it was uh, playing when we went to Cumberland Farms. Yeah.
0: Um, get a nice hot slice.
2: Yes. So there was a... Uh, uh, yeah. Get that hot slice from Cumbies. Get it on. Sponsor us. Cumberland Farms. Um, we'll eat
0: your pizza every podcast. Or at least Luke and I will.
2: <laughs> give me those
0: slushies. It was old, too. It was an old slice. Ugh. Perfect. Aged.
2: But uh, yeah, so like she, she dropped out singing last minute, uh, because she was like, you know, th- this isn't really like a woman's space, and that was kind of like uh, disappointing. Whatever. But um, you know, so if there's all that. There's always drama around the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, she's probably not wrong. So there's that.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, did
0: you guys see that? Uh, Paul Weller, uh, from the bands uh The Jam and uh Style <sighs> Council was uh. Saying some not so uh, some not so nice stuff about uh, Robert Smith of The Cure. I did. Yeah, uh, it's it's. I he called him a. Uh, can I can I give you the quote? Yeah, please just quote it. Uh, uh trigger warning. You know, well, exclaimer exclaimer. Uh, quote. I can't fucking stand them. He said, "Fat fucking cunt with his lipstick and all that bollocks." He's my age as well, isn't he? He's a fucking knob end. I don't like him. There you go. There's something I would <laughs> I would work with. I'd fucking slap him or something.
1: Knob end is pretty good. It is knob end. Yeah, you gotta be with his lipstick and all that bollocks.
2: You gotta be straight though. Cure got way more classic albums than the Jam. It's not even close.
0: Yeah, I mean, I went and I was like, "Who the fuck is the Jam again?" And I listened and I was like, "Oh, there's like the one." The Jam or
2: the Who from the late '70s. Yeah. (laughs) What are you gonna do? The Who cares more like. But Um, yeah, it was. um, It was pretty good. I got uh, I got one that could have went in legal news, but I didn't put it here. uh did you see that New York did something against the like ticket websites where you have to put what the actual price of the ticket is before you buy it. So like, you know when you go in and then you're like, "Oh, it's a $20 ticket." And then you're done and you're like, "How did this turn into a $45 ticket with all the service fees?" It has to give you all oh, the service yeah, yeah, fees yeah. straight out front. So it can't do that. um, Oh,
1: before you go to enter credit card. Right. So that's Uh, just going to be
2: in New York State. So that's a little bit disappointing. But the transparency of the pricing in that state will hopefully lead to some better outcomes. And New York obviously has one of the biggest, most cloudy venues of all time, Madison Square Garden. So we're going to see how that goes with all of that. So very interesting.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, Uh, just put it out there. I mean- you're gonna yeah. end up paying that price. So I just agree. fucking put it there. Yeah, it's like who cares? Like you don't get an airplane ticket for $109, and then at the end you're like, oh wow, it's actually $170. It's like
2: yeah, fair pricing. No,
0: yeah. Yeah. So you just put it yeah, is. like put it out there. Oh. Right. Right. Completely uh, agree. Uh, I have some more music news. I don't, Jeff, do you have anything else? I don't. Okay. At this time. Well, I have something else. That's kind of uh, funny, it. freaky music news. Uh, the 1975s. Matt Healy set. And touched himself and ate an entire raw steak at a Madison Square Garden. Uh, oh my show. gosh! I, no, I did guess see I was going to talk
1: about that. They had a live stream of their show on on Amazon this past weekend.
0: Yeah, it was in front of like a like an old fashioned tube looking television. There was like lamps yeah. and stuff. And I didn't
2: he... look into <clears throat> why he did it. Is it like a meat is murder? State man, man. Is it meat is murder kind of thing? Sure, but like. Oh. I don't know. It was wild. I didn't right?
1: watch the show, unfortunately. I forgot about it. And oh, I did
2: watch it. Well, there was just like a clip from an, the audience that I mm. saw on Instagram, which of this event. But like, and I was like, I got to look into like what's going on there. But like, I didn't look into what was going on there. It's a disturbing video. It's just like him like eating a raw, like, piece of meat. It's weird.
1: Come on, man. You aren't on the carnivore diet? It's
2: weird. Listen, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's only weird because I expect it from like. You know some <laughs> certain bands, right? Like you're sure. gonna, I'm like, cool, whatever, fine, I don't care, do whatever you yeah. want. But but from the 1975, I was just like, oh, this seems shocking. Like, I love you. I love yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Society is
0: crumbling. <laughs> Eat the meat. Eat a so
2: meat. It, it it also gave me like a uh, weird like yoni guy vibes of like peeing in the Thank jar you. and like hitting your junk. And it's like... called
0: urun. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it was <laughs> weird. So, so I don't know what it's all
2: about. Uh, if meat is murder, is the deal? Sure. Cool. But why would he be eating it as the statement of the murder? I don't know, man. He should be like <laughs> stomping
0: on it and being like bad steak, bad. Maybe he was just hungry. What a. Maybe <laughs> oh. he was just hungry. He's just like, well, there's no better time than the present, so I guess I'll just eat dinner now. Um, did you see Rick Ross guys? Rick Ross is a hoarder. Did you catch that? I didn't. There's a viral video of Rick Ross like in his house and his like entire what would you call it the the entryway to what seems to be this elegant sure. mansion and stuff is just filled with shit I'm like gonna... clothes and shoes and all of this, and people were like. Rick Ross, you're like a hoarder, and he's like, "I'm not a hoarder. I'm not a hoarder." And it's like, "Well, your house looks like a hoarder house, man. What do you, you know?" He has
1: stacks of goblets. <laughs> Just I bet you, diamond encrusted
0: goblets.
2: I bet you more celebrities are hoarders than you think. Like that episode, or not that episode, yeah. but that like Michael Jackson, um, terrible documentary where they did that like horrible, weird yellow, yellow like... jur- journalism. Yeah. But anyway, that one where he was being like a super. Oh super, yeah, there oh, he yeah, is. Here's, uh, this mansion
1: full of
0: yeah. Look, and he's, a whole, he's junk. smoking a blunt. Yeah, there's junk piles. everywhere. Yeah, look at
1: clothes. Yeah, but when you're a rich person, that's when everyone sends you free shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But like, you, which is you, remember, weird. like Michael Jackson had that yeah. whole hotel floor filled with garbage from Las Vegas that he was just yeah. buying. Yeah, remember while when he was he's he's there? like
0: walking through that like expensive antique store, whatever. It is. He's just like, I'll I'll take three of those that dinosaur is, heads. He's just heads and and stuff. <laughs> pointing. Yeah. He's like, yeah,
4: three hundred thousand dollar chest set. Yes. Yeah, the three right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he's like, Michael, don't you already have a chest? And he's like, Yes, but this one's bigger and nice. But we play I, checkers with this one. I, <laughs> what?
2: I just want to also know <laughs> no that Michael Jackson. That documentary that came out shed some light on some terrible, normal things. Are you talking, about, are you talking, oh, I'm about, talking about Finding this, Neverland. Yeah, that like terrible
1: TV special. It was Escaping just a weird Neverland?
2: like Surviving TV enough. special that like wasn't in depth enough and wasn't out of. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, see, yeah, I liked that one oh. from like
3: 2002 with yeah, the Indian so...
1: man.
0: Who's yeah, the... right, right. That yeah. One. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I like oh. that one. Too. That
1: was the first one where the world was like, it's... "Wait oh, a minute, this guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: How many Faberge eggs does this one person need?
3: A baker's like... dozen. This Ten thousand Fabergé egg eggs.
2: This is the thing. Go in and just be like the same dude the whole time, but yeah. he's like being like, "I'm your kind of your friend," and then yeah, like, but right, right. he's behind it. So. Yeah, it was like that kind of thing, and oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, just you know, I don't yeah. know. That feels yeah. weird. It's hey, weird right. enough when you don't have to say anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you just show so what R- you saw. Rick
1: Ross will see. Maybe he'll donate all that stuff to charities and.
0: Yeah, maybe. Oh. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, so shall we move on to the obituary side of our music news? Because I feel like we got quite a few. We had a few losses this week. Anyway. Yes.
2: Uh, can I start the table? Please. Yes. Uh, as a as a person of a certain age, Aaron Carter was on Nickelodeon when I was a young man. Oh, yes. And uh, he beat Shaq and, and had some great songs. Uh, Aaron's house, my friend Cameron can sing all the lyrics to these songs. Um, shout out, Cameron. Shout out, Cameron. Uh yeah, Aaron Carter, rest in peace, uh 34 years old. Really um a you know, child star that mm-hmm. struggled and I we, I don't really know what happened in the situation, but um mm-hmm. it was really tragic cuz he was a a talented person, younger yeah. brother of uh Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys
0: and Our age. Yeah. Yeah. Th- really? They said they just found him in a in a in his bathtub in like his house in California yeah. or something so like that. Hopefully so
2: hopefully it was, you know, but um it's very uh yeah. Very sad because he had a, some struggles and it was uh you know yeah oh yeah.
0: yeah
1: yeah for sure well rest in peace Aaron Carter um I got an RIP if anybody else yes go ahead. um this week Mimi Parker vocalist and drummer of the now duo Lowe, passed away um we reviewed Lowe's album a couple months ago and that album was called Hey What I think. Yes, it was.
2: If Michael, if you do not remember, it was the one we that was kept saying very the name wrong, loud the and episode. distorted. It was the one that had the crazy distortion and like the the very beautiful vocals that mm-hmm. went all the way through. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: yeah. And the album cover is that like gray blurry TV looking static thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, very talented musician, long career. Um, a band that I've only even got into since we listened to that album. Since Luke recommended us to check that album out. Um, so yeah, passed away this week and. I think she was like maybe early fifties, so I don't know what the issue, what happened, but yeah, very sad, great um,
0: artist. I've got another RIP as well. Wrap us up, Mike. Uh, former Nazareth frontman Dan McCafferty passed away at age seventy-six. It didn't give a cause of death, but um, Nazareth, for those who might know or might not know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is ha- terrible. Why? <laughs> they uh, <clears throat> we should have started yours first. Yeah, why?
2: Cause,
1: cause, continue, please. Respect, we respect. Because two continue. were like
2: very like untimely, and then yours is like this man died of old age.
1: Now you're messing with the son of a bitch. Seventy-six. <laughs> this man from a band nobody <laughs> no one likes. Right. <laughs>
0: Hair of the dog, man. Come on, what are you talking about? Listen. if So if th- if, love if Genesis
1: sucked more. <laughs> Listen, I'd like to shout
2: out some Nazareth dudes. Uh, This Flight Tonight, a a cover of Joni Mitchell. Love Hurts, a cover
1: of the Everly Brothers.
4: (laughs) R.I.P.
0: Taken away too soon. Nazareth's biggest hit, another
1: (laughs) dust in the wind. Oh, wait, that was a much better but still bad band. (laughs) We're sorry. We're crapping on your rest in peace, Mike.
0: Yeah. L- l- all right. It's fine. But rest in peace to Dan McCaffrey, He was taken too soon. Listen,
1: <laughs> it's not 1983. He's, he's 85 still, years old. He's still, he's,
0: he was 76. <laughs> God damn it. 76 is the new 66. Uh, don't you know this? I, I. Next time we have rest in peace
2: <laughs> shout-outs. we need to round. Uh, we need to discuss
0: this before we go on, Mike, so we can figure out which one's the least, <laughs> the least important, the least important. Says you, all right? Love Yo, Hurts is like, was like the make-out anthem for- This
1: 83-year-old like- guy who used to play at the bar down the street, he died last weekend,
0: too. <laughs> who gives a shit? Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, either way, Nazareth, check him out. They're gonna hit it big one day. Look, Luke's getting the Nazareth. Are you getting the Nazareth record? Oh we should have right put down. it out in honor of Dan. Man. I, I have
2: like I have like eight, man. That's the problem. It's, <laughs> oh I'm, I'm doing God. this. I love how I'm <laughs> the one
0: being made fun of for talking, giving an RIP. Luke's got eight of the same one album <laughs> Listen, of this garbage band. Sometimes
2: you need it. <laughs> <Sometimes> <laughs> I have eight different albums.
0: Good Uh, Lord. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, the obituaries for crying out loud. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Good God. All right. Let's, uh, uh, Jeff, why don't you answer us into this So another
1: newsy thing, another thing. Um, A new – what was that pop punk – when we were young. young. When we were young. So another one kind of like that was announced. It's called Sick New World. It will also be in Las Vegas. And this is like – instead of the emo pop punk crowd of our generation, it's going to be all of the eyeliner, sad, gothy. My crowd. New metal. New metal-y, whatever. Um, It's a festival headlined by System of a Down, Korn, Deftones, Incubus, um, featuring a ton of bands from, you know, 95 to 2005, pretty much, Mm. Um, with some newer ones that are up there. Uh, We thought it'd be fun looking at the poster for Sick New World. It came out and I was just looking at like the 50 names on this list (laughs) and just like how the mighty have fallen. There's some bands on here that are like the ninth line and they were huge bands in their time. Um, So what we're going to do, you can play along at home if you go on to Sick New World and look at the poster. Um, If all of us can look at that, you get to select your line. Anything lower then the head the headlining two So we'll say. Evanescence down Yeah, you yeah, you could start there. You could start on the line 3 if so you want.
2: So this is the this is the deal. We have to you have to get to choose one line everybody play at home. This is yeah. going to be great.
0: All right, Do I got to look now.
2: I know what line uh, I'm going
0: with. Yeah, I don't
2: know. I know definitely what line I'm going. Cuz I right, I know what line then, I want to
0: go, but there's bands in the line that I want it. <laughs> you go for,
1: Oh, I see a good line. Now. Okay. So, <laughs> so
2: I'm going to go with a bit of my you know okay so here we yeah. go I'm gonna go with the Filter line uh, because Hey Man Nice Shot is a great song oh, take yeah? a
1: picture yeah. so
2: um, I'm gonna go with Filter is that they sing that right Hey Man yeah. Nice Shot Okay. Yeah. So featured I'm gonna,
0: on Tony Hawk Pro Skater
1: one of those yeah one or sure. alright read the other ones
2: okay and then we're gonna go with Luke's childhood favorite the CD sitting on the shelf over there Lacuna oh, oh, favorite when
3: you're down okay.
2: Uh, the better Evanescence, in my opinion. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> then I'm going to go with the Melvins, who I feel are a weird band on this lineup, seeing that the Melvins have been playing since like forever and they kind of aren't this band at all, and they're more in mm. the Black Flag, Sonic Youth, yeah, yeah. Dinosaur Jr kind of realm so that's like a free treat for me because I actually enjoy the Melvins I have no idea what failure is and I can't even read <laughs> the last band. That's s- something westward? Start Stab- stabbing, westward. Stabbing, westward? stabbing westward? Stabbing westward looks like I'm going to have two new experiences but uh, <laughs> hey some new
1: artists from
2: 40 Listen ago. when I was in the 6th grade I new saw La- I saw Lacuna Coil at Ozfest and it changed my life. I bought okay. that CD with the, f- the sunflower yep, on the cover okay. and I was really into it so yeah. I-, I got excited okay. for lacuna coil i want to get excited again all
1: right mike do you have a do you have a line i do i have right. a I, know, I have a line. go for it let's I know go which all one right go with. so i'm gonna go with the
0: soul line oh you take my i'm sorry go with it though oh all right all right well <laughs> no, sorry it's, for, it's the best one that's in your line <laughs> so uh soul i can't really say that i'm super familiar with them though no. What's, what was Who their cares? big song Who it doesn't matter um but then the next but one. But let's go. All right. So we first are, of are. all, you know who's <laughs> the youth on. of the nation? We are. And look.
2: I bought. That was, that oh. was the second CD I ever bought.
0: Uh, oh, P.O.D. Uh, so P.O.D. P-O-S. Let's go. P-O- <laughs> <laughs> P.O.D. Good God. Uh, the Center Band, which is a band uh, that I've actually right, seen a couple right. times, and that's what drew me to this line I knew line. that's anyway, why you picked this one. Fucking Seven Dust, baby. <laughs> I love Seven Dust. They were like my fucking... Band back yeah. in the day, dude. Your middle
2: band and my middle band were like legit, like bands. You're like, I'm really still into that band. Yeah,
0: dude. I mean, I've, I've i I to Seven Dust more recently, and I was like, oh yeah, I can sing like every single line to like almost right. every single song from this band. I absolutely love them. Next up, <laughs> <laughs> no, number one
1: hitmakers. Number one hitmakers. No. Who mistake? What was their song? Oh, the reason, the reason yeah, bro.
0: The reason oh, the the awesome
3: is you. Is you.
0: Yeah. Dude, he's um, not a perfect person. He's not a perfect he's not. person. He's not a perfect songwriter oh, either, for so that good. matter. But what can you do? So good. More like whoa Stunk. And uh, and last but certainly not least, <laughs> Alien Ant Farm, which I hope Yo,
2: that was in that line. That's the best line in the whole. I thing. know
0: Hopefully, it is the best. That line. I hope that instead of playing a full half an hour set, they just play their version of Smooth Criminal eight times, <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and then just don't play anything else. Because who gives a shit about <laughs> any other songs that Alien Ant Farm? Do you wrote? remember oh.
2: sitting near the TV, just waiting for them to play that stupid music video
3: oh, again? Oh, R L. <laughs> the kid the kid
2: weird like, guitar players is
1: like. You're all wearing jingo nah. jeans, yeah. bell bottoms. Oh, the on, kid
0: was
2: walking down the sidewalk. So
1: yeah. Oh,
0: amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing. So there is my line, Jeff, What do you got for us? All
1: right. Listen. After that, that is the best line. But I, I, my backup line is third from the bottom. Cold. Oh. A band that was huge. I remember Cold for like this eighteen months they were. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Seven
0: Dust listener. I know I know Cold very well. Cradle
1: of filth, uh, dude. The Cradle of filth which, line, I almost went with that one too. Which is a, it's actually like a decent band,
0: dude. And, their version of Hallowed be that name that Iron Maiden cover, dude?
2: Cradle of filth awesome. is a great band. Yep. Let's just say it. Yeah, they're, they're English as far black as metal, metal. Goes. Yeah. And, and then, then
1: and then fronted by Ice T, Body uh, Count.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. The OG. OGs, the original gangster man. Yeah, man. man.
2: Ice T's body count is on this festival. Why wouldn't you go?
1: Yep. And then, just like Luke, I've never heard of the Birthday Massacre or the Sixty Nine Eyes. So, but hey, hot willing. new artist.
3: <laughs> birthday to you.
2: You're willing to sit through two new experiences just to witness yep. some cradle of filth and Ice T's yep. body count. I hear and it. Cold
0: though, man. Yep. I liked Cold. They were a good band. Yep. I enjoyed them. So, yeah. Let us know in the comments below. Um, what do you? Uh, do you also see the Mister Bungle on of here? see the, the Mister Bungle. Yeah.
2: Out of place on this lineup, right? I thought Mr. Bungle no. was a more of like an artier version of kind of all that, and same yeah, with but like the like, Melvins.
1: You know, they're already Orgy's pretty arty. But like... <laughs>
2: not <laughs> but like mr Bu- mr bungle next to yeah like weird fly- next weird. to flyleaf was right. weird because flyleaf was like a very right. very mainstream right. band mr yeah. bungle
1: is more of a band like primus like strange yeah. circusy weird The thing was
2: but... i was like oh, they're stupid high on that lineup they like they're see like this is what you said like yeah. some people stock mr bungle stock Whoo, rising way up there at the top of that right. flyer where before they would have been way at the bottom of this flyer.
0: Yeah, for me, like okay, if we if you want to do a quick one, like Chevelle, I'm like, all right. Oh, I was just like, about to say that's a that's I love the I love that. Stuff. I, see, I like their Chevelle, two albums from I like Chevelle, whatever. but I'm like I don't like they're high on the I don't know I feel like they're kind of high in the lineup too. How but about, it's my it's personal
1: taste. How about really came back after 20 years of wandering the desert? Papa Roach. Oh yeah, remember how they got big again last year? Yeah. And now yeah. they're like the classic rock of 15 year olds. Dude, yeah, I've, I've talked
0: to people who went to go see Papa Roach and they
1: were like, they put on a great yeah. show. So so strange. It? Cut my it's <laughs> also, so strange.
2: Uh, Vilo Vallo rocking the the yep. him artwork, but not being backed by him. It's just like so right, stuff. Right. Yeah, Very, yeah. The heartogram. I guess you or own the Hardogram at that yeah. point. But you no, know. yeah. How about yeah, straight in the
1: center, man? Two actually really good bands that are kind of like the grandpas of this whole thing: Ministry and Skinny Puppy.
2: Oh, bro. I left. A, I, I went to go see that. a Skinny Puppy show. Oh, no. Ministry
1: oh. was like the first industrial band. Yeah. Hmm. So predated the Nine Inch Nails stuff by like two years. And then Skinny Puppy is what's the main dude behind that?
2: I don't know, but I went to a Skinny he has a Puppy shaved head now. show because a uh, band that like terrible things opened up. Yeah.
1: Skinny Puppy's good. Oh. What the, what the
3: fuck's that I left
4: name? before I they know. played.
0: Alex, are you looking it up? What's his name?
4: Who are we looking for? Skinny, Skinny Puppy. Puppy. Which member in particular? Lead Just singer, the, the main guy. The main guy. There's Kevin Key.
2: Is it no. Kevin? No.
4: No. Nivek Ogre or Mark Walk. Past there's three past members: uh, Dwayne Godel, Dave, Dave <laughs> quotes Rave Oglevy, and Bill Leeb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: Either I would I, I would recognize his face more than his name, but anyway, another yeah. industrial band.
0: But can I also just say, man, hell yeah, System of a Down being the headliner. I was pretty oh, excited course. when I saw that. I'm like, fuck yes, of course. I love System of a Down. What about Hundred Gecs? Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> oh, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> um. All right. Well. All right. Let's move on, because uh, we have uh, we're we're running uh, short on time here for this first segment. So. Let us do a quick little uh quick little rundown album of closers our favorite album closers um we can do it like we did last time i think didn't each of us I hit our visual aids. Wow. Hit our five. Okay, Luca with the visual. So, Luke, why don't you uh, hit us off since you have the visual aids?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with a new classic here, uh, Snail Mail Valentine. I'm going to go with the track Mia. It is an acoustic track with beautiful orchestration. It is very sad. If you just had a breakup, you will cry. I like it. It ties the album together very well. Mm-hmm. It's a good ending statement, and that's what I'm looking for on closing tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I got another sad one for you. Here we go. Bring up the tears. We got... Bob Dylan's Blood in the Tracks, uh, Buckets of Rain, the last song on the Mm. album. Um, Again, I think it ties the album together well. It's acoustic finger pick number, which is uh, very different from Bob. He usually doesn't finger pick. Um, He does it pretty badly, and there's some bad loud string pops on it. I love it. It's really good. Um, Mm. Ends things pretty well. This is my controversial pick that I picked, and I know you guys are going to hate it. Uh, It's the last song. Good Night. On the White Album, Good Night, uh, Ringo Starr singing. Um, I think John Lennon wrote this it. song. Okay, I thought you guys were going to be like, oh, that's like. It doesn't the- end
1: with Wild Onion Pie. I thought you guys were going to be like, that's a,
2: a super weird choice because there's other Beatles albums that arguably end with way more classic songs, but I like the sentimental sure. sweetness of Ringo singing. Orchestra I think, and all that stuff. I think that's a John Lennon song <laughs> as well. Um I'm going to go with another more modern one. We have Weezer, uh, the closing track Only in Dreams. It has a b- like beautiful bass line. Um, also, if you're into Death Cab for Cutie, Kath sounds a lot like this song. Um, exactly like it. Yep, Only in Dreams is a beautiful song. It's probably one of the best songs Weezer ever wrote. Um, check it out love it album closer for their most classic album the blue album and then I chose album openers uh, last week with brown sugar I'm gonna go back to that album and choose moonlight mile from the rolling stones it is probably my top three favorite rolling Stones songs I think it's one of the best songs Uh Jagger sings Um, the drums at the end are beautiful the orchestration at the end is beautiful and again I think it ties this album together uh, so well and I don't think the Stones ever hit that kind of mood in a song again, and it's very magical for them. So yeah, one of my favorite Stone songs.
0: Right on. Cool. Um, okay, for my top five, or well, my five, <laughs> I'll say, um, I try to just kind of go with just more stuff that's just like off the rip. I wasn't really yeah, yeah. trying to think too heavy but, into them. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing that Luke did, which is kind of go back to an album that I chose for my top five. I chose the opening track on Dark Side of the Moon. I love the closing track on Dark Side of the Moon, Eclipse. Even though Brain Damage kind of runs into it, I think those two go together nicely as like an album, sort of a wrap up. Um, Love it, love it, love it. It's Dark Side of the Moon. It's one of the greatest albums ever made. Uh, Next, um, I'm going to go metal, uh, progressive metal. I'm going to go with Between the Buried and Me. Uh, They released an album called Colors. Uh, The last track on that album is a uh, song called White Walls, which I love so much. It ends with you know like this awesome sort of climactic kind of guitar solo back and forth thing between the guitar players and everything it's awesome also uh check out their live album there's video of it as well and they play the entire album note for note, front <laughs> to back which is incredibly impressive the highlight of that being white walls uh next i'm gonna go with Nas. illmatic it ain't hard to tell it's the last track on that album it samples human nature it's that michael jackson uh, sample and it also samples Long Red from the band Mountain, the the drum uh, track on Time from that, Jack uh, from that as well. Uh, fourth, I'm gonna go with my boys in Deep Purple off of Machine Head. The song is Space Truckin'. I love that song. Check out that version of that in uh, on their Made in Japan album. It's uh, absolutely incredible. It's how long? That's like 21 minutes long. I there think. you go. My kind of song. Should have been 22. <laughs> Should have been only if 21. Uh 21. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank you.
1: laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> and my last uh, and my last song is uh, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite albums from one of my favorite bands. It is The Doors. It's Riders on the Storm. I love this song. I love this album. I think the whole, you know, everything about this song is great. I used to hate it, and now I could listen on. You know, I could listen to it on repeat. That closes right, L.A. Woman. It? Yeah. Yeah. Rain yep. Stick. Yep. Yep. Cool. So, uh, so there you have it, Nice. Jeffrey.
1: Um, my five. <clears throat> You know, album closer, we want, like, a succinct statement at the end of the piece. Um, My number five is the last segment of a song cycle by Marvin Gaye called What's Going On. The last track is Inner City Blues, Make Me Want to Holler, which is, like, one of the most hypnotic bass lines. Um, Triangle hits, some uh, Bobby Hall bongos and just beautiful song and it wraps it up and it kind of brings like the theme from what's going on the first track at the very end um my number four is the last track off of Kanye West's Yeezus and it's Bound 2 which has an iconic corny uh music video that's like very interesting when you look back at it 10 years later uh, it's an album of like kind of a brutal assault and then it's like this nice kind of what Kanye West can do for a love song Um, a great track my number three is an instrumental by Snarky Puppy called Lingus it's the last track off their live in the studio album we like it here famously featuring a uh, keyboard solo by Corey Henry which is like a four minute solo you can watch a video uh, online and it's like absolute jazz fusion madness like the drumbeat and the groove and the song is so cool and then you get to a guy who's like playing this crazy stuff, like looking off into space, in two hands, two different keyboards playing the same line, you're like, what is going on right now? I love seeing the other guy's reactions to him playing while he's playing it. Definitely worth watching. Uh, My number two, uh, I think the album opener of this album was my number one on openers. Uh, It's the closer of Prince's Purple Rain, the title song. Um, It is Purple Rain. It's the seven minutes of excellence. It's a live with some overdubs, but it was the first show that the guitar player Wendy played at. Um, they played it in Minneapolis, and it's just like crazy to think that such an iconic song was played live um, and that it has this like overdubbed string, like two minute outro thing that's cool. And my number one is uh, the song True Love Waits off of a moon shaped pool by Radiohead that came out in 2016. And I picked this as my number one because uh, True Love Waits is a song that Radiohead tried in various forms for over 20 years and they they wrote tom york wrote the song they think in like 93 94 because he started playing it live in 95 and it was strummy like acoustic stuff like how creep is in their first two albums um and then over 20 years it like morphed in different incarnations to be this minimalist piano strange like ambient thing um they didn't change the lyrics. They didn't change the melody, but now it's with this piano that you can hear, like they mic the, the metal, the hammers of the piano. So it has this like creaky sound. Um, and it's a song that's just like crazy. Cause he wrote it like he started dating a woman, Rachel Owen when basically right before the band got signed and they were together for 23 years. And then in making at the time he was making this album, they separated And then they, like, put this song that he possibly wrote about her on the record as a closer. And then she died, like, five months after the album came out. Jesus. So they amicably separated during the recording process. They put out this haunting, like, oh, my God, a love song this guy's probably wrote for this woman when they were both, like, 27. And now they're about 50. And it's just, like, this magical, hypnotic four minutes. And then she dies later that year and, it, and it's just like Jeez. it's crazy yeah. it's like the way that music like goes past eras and time and space and like people's lives and stuff so I just think it's like crazy
0: yeah that was a good one yeah, yeah. Nice there to, you have it nice what are some of uh, what are some of your album favorite album closers let us know in the comments below um, alright we'll take a quick break we'll come back two new album reviews 21 21, 21. not 21 albums 21 album album 20 <laughs> albums we'll be right back this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hoffner Guitars. I have here the Hoffner Shorty. It is a full-scale, travel size guitar. You can find this and all of their products at hoffnerguitars.com.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: everybody, welcome back to Get in the Garage.
1: We're the music podcast for music lovers. Time for
0: our two new album reviews. Uh, this week, we've got an exciting uh, pairing of... Uh, well, all right. Some editorial
1: <laughs>
3: selections there. Yes,
0: we have yes, an interesting, an and, interesting, okay, yeah. an interesting pairing. We yes. are excited
2: sure. to bring you. Sure. to are
0: excited. Yes. To, yes. yes, thank you, thank yes, you, Yes, thank you. Yes. So the latest from Drake, uh, he did a collaboration album with Twenty One Savage. <laughs> the, the name of the album is uh, uh, Her Loss. It's uh,
1: her loss. Yeah, her loss. Yes. Th- that's the attitude. Her loss. Yes.
0: Uh it's an interesting album um from what I have seen about it it seems maybe there's like some mixed reviews. Uh, we will definitely get into our opinion. You're going to hear a couple more of them. Yeah, you're going to hear yeah, you're going to hear a few, a few a few more. I mean, what did you guys think of this record? I I am kind of like I f- there I had moments where I was like I think I like this record, then I was like ah,
1: fuck this record. You know then that I was like TikTok, I think I like this record. You know that TikTok meme where the guys like Ah, it's all right. Yeah. That's how I feel. Ah, Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, it's just like uh you Drake I would say Drake did kind of a similar thing doing a team up collaborative album a few years ago. A few meaning possibly like eight years ago with Future. Right, right, yeah. Um, forget the name of that, but it had diamonds dancing and big rings and blah blah. It has a bunch of diamonds on the cover. Um and that was like Drake going with a guy who has a very different flow and style and musical approach than him. Someone who has a very different lifestyle history background than him. Cause 21 Savage is a guy who was committing robberies and, yeah. you know, getting shot and shooting other people and all these alleged slash not so alleged things. And Drake puts on his like, you know, big puff puffed starter jacket from the nineties and acts like tough guy Drake. And I'm not the expert on tough guys or street life or any of that stuff, but I know when I hear it, I'm just like I don't know. It's not that authentic and I like very authentic music, so
2: it's so, all right. So that's like one of the problems I kinda had with this collaboration as well. It felt like Twenty One Savage was really giving you just kind of like more or less aspects of his life, mm-hmm. whether Or not, those are... And then it comes to, like, my other problem with this record. So it's, like, a twofold thing. So Mm -hmm. 21 Savage kind of is just giving you things of his life where it may or may not be the morally correct thing, but it's just the thing. Sure. Right. And then we have, like, what you were saying, Drake is kind of the guy who was on Degrassi, and we know him from when he was young and, you know, all that stuff. So you have drake kind of being like some way on this record where i was like a lot of the ways i was like oh you're kind of like kind of being a straight up like misogynist in like a Mm -hmm. lot of weird ways and like a lot of hateful ways not like funny ways Mm because like there's a way to make fun of misogyny Mm -hmm. and be in on the joke and like play around with those ideas if you think that they are you know whatever but um i think like i'm saying right now and a lot of critics are starting to come around on this bend too i think we're done with the out of nowhere just like misogyny on like drake records or hip-hop records or any records in general because it just doesn't feel necessary the whole time it felt like this could have been a party like a really fun right, like, right. get together party and mm-hmm. so like now that I said like the things I don't like about it, you know, like um even um the Daft Punk sampled song which uh Circa Loco. Circa Loco. That song to me is like this is the example, is such a great fucking song. It's such a great banger, really cool, love it. The Meg the Stallion diss in it which is the main thing that's going around right now, it feels weird and not necessary in the moment and um, yeah. you know, just not even But also to it's to just like a, it's a
1: one line, it's kind of a bad pun, whatever reference. And it's like yeah. me personally, move on past. There's sixty more minutes of music, but see that yeah. head, headline clicks and stuff.
2: That's me too, is move yeah. on past if yeah. the rest of the record didn't also run the same sure. Same tone. So, that was you know, where it's at.
1: What are your thoughts, Mike?
0: Yeah, I felt the same way. um my thing is is it's just like i I think I said it before when we were talking about uh the last album, honestly, never mind. um, I'm just like I've kind of just had it with like sad boy hip hop. I mean, I, I don't think you know, I think I said this before too, like there's a difference between sort of like being like doing the sad thing and like uh uh, being vulnerable and i don't feel like we got any vulnerability from drake on this record i felt like we got of like resentment and like kind of just like well i'm rich and i can get everything that i want except a woman even though i treat women poorly why are women bitches why are women bitches even though i treat everyone that i meet poorly and it's just like all right like dude just you know it's Mm. just like i don't you know and like the braggadocious sort of like i have money bragging thing and stuff like that That's not a a foreign concept, especially in hip-hop, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of always been a thing. I'm not saying that that's not a thing, but it's just kind of like, you know, man, maybe it's just that, like, that sort of level of money and success does something to a person, and uh, maybe that's just what happened with Drake. I don't really know. Um, I did see a lot of reviewers talking about how they did feel like this was sort of a mismatch. Um, There was a track on... uh, not honestly, never mind. What was the one before that? Um, certified uh, Lover, uh, Certified lever Boy, um, where Drake did feature uh, Twenty One Savage. I think it was called. What is it? Jimmy Cooks. Uh, no, I was uh, Knife Talk. And oh, Jimmy also, Cooks uh,
1: was honestly never mind.
0: Yeah, yeah so uh, Knife Talk, and shout out to our our buddy James from work because he recommended that I listen to that song because that is the song that he had given me as an example of being like, well, I heard Drake. With Twenty One Savage on that track, and that was kind of what I had expected from this album, and that was not really what this album delivered. Uh, he also said, "What did he say today?" Oh, he said, kind of, "He said, uh,
2: he said, that, kind of like at this point with uh, Drake and his like emotional women problems. Uh, Drake is the Taylor Swift of rap, which is not an off statement because yeah. his his female centric yeah. themed records." are very taylor and, Swift. I, and
0: i get listen man like and i get it but it's also just kind of like and i think that's we were talking you were you even said it earlier today where it's just like maybe drake is just kind of like aging out and it's like you know i don't know it just doesn't it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just like hey man you're like you know
2: well let's talk about what worked because there were some things that weren't terrible on this record and oh yeah yeah and I want to know a masterful improvement on what I thought the last record
0: was. Honestly, yeah. For, this is diff- much different than honestly never mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I liked. I I found the pairing somewhat interesting because um, Jake, uh, not Jake, Drake, <laughs> does a lot of singing on this record, and Drake is Mr. Personality and Mr. Chameleon and kind of can do a little bit of everything, and Twenty One Savage is like. I am very flat and I say my raps like this. And it's just very like, monotone is not the right way, but it's, um, yeah, flat is the best way I can describe it. Right, Um, Where it's just kind of like, here's what it is. So I thought that 21 Savage was gonna be underwhelming and boring because I found some of his other stuff underwhelming and boring. And uh, some of his best things that I've heard were on this record. Uh, The opener I really liked what's it called? Big flex uh, or Rich something. Rich flex. Rich flex, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, Savage kind of like getting a lot more personality by being paired with Mr. Personality and Drake, like we talked about how we know his history. Maybe, I mean, when you are thirty thirty seven 37 and you have now become a multimillionaire, you kind of become a gangster because you have to have like private security detail and people with guns around you and stuff like that, people trying to rob you and making threats and stuff like that. So it does make sense. It's not like I'm saying this rich 37-year-old guy is a fake gangster. I'm saying, like, no, he probably has gotten tougher and harder and more like that as he's gotten more successful. So I didn't find all of the stuff uh, so, like, caricaturist, but um, I liked some tracks I liked. I really liked that opener, Rich Flex. I really liked middle of the ocean which was a drake solo which i was like on the record i I thought damn this is like a six and a half minute or whatever it is like it would have fit perfectly on um the third album i like nothing was the same it like had that kind of like oj's sample soul beat and stuff um, very very good song. Also,
2: yeah. no trap yeah. beat on that song too, which was interesting. There was a lot of trap yeah, beat on this record, and yeah. it was like a right, throwback right. kind of song. I was because you were like, "Oh, there's a lot of trap on here." I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And then that song rolled on. I was like, "Oh okay, yeah yeah yeah."
1: Switch yeah, that was the one yeah. where I was like, "Oh yeah, cool." Finally. Yeah, and it's and another song not not. I mean, I liked I liked the beat switch on Rich Flex the opener, which Drake has done a lot now. Um, I liked the song Pussy and Millions mostly because I liked how everything kind of went to a different place once Travis Scott appeared and I like Travis Scott and his energy and like his auto tuned without being so repetitive like I find future to be pretty repetitive melodically and like delivery wise Um, so I thought like that second half of that song was buoyed by Travis Scott being on it Um,
2: I I liked like that song too because it felt more like a party song and I liked more where they were like Getting together kind of like partying and talking shit in like a fun mm-hmm. way um, Again on BS That was like another song sure. I really liked on this record On that bullshit Because it let it kind of was like yeah we're in on all the This is hey. you know we're talking shit yeah. So that was mm-hmm. you know great I love that song on here um, Privileged Rappers was another one I thought was a pretty good tune on here I like that Drake put a chorus sure. on the rap song That was a good throw up Or change-up, not throw-up. That's puke. Um, But uh, I'm also going to shout-out 3AM on Glenwood, 21 Savage.
1: Solo track.
2: Solo. This is honestly my favorite song in this whole record because it is the most emotional Mm -hmm. it's the most true it's 21 savage giving you a moment in time of his life and what he's been through and who he is and now i know 21 savage a little bit better and i know where he comes from Mm -hmm. because that song was so it was really really good it had a lot like the uh other solo drake song that uh jeff you know shouted out but Mm -hmm. and it also has a lot to do with the um Drake has the numbers series on a lot of his records where the timestamps. Yes, the timestamp songs and Twenty One Savage now has a timestamp song on a Drake record, which is something of interest. So, I definitely like those songs a lot. There was, uh, you know, um, as the album got down, like Broke Boys was, you know, didn't like as much, but I love that out the gate. Rich Flex Major Distribution, which is a bit of like a two minute Mm -hmm. just beat. Um, but yeah anytime they were like really together and Mm -hmm. especially switching off uh, on verses I liked when they tackled the verse together like old school run DMC Mm -hmm. style that was fun
1: I wish there was more of that
2: I wish this album was way more like Watch
1: the Throne remember Watch the Throne I don't know if you guys really listened to that full album but that full album is like guys would t- jay-z and kanye would each do verses but there were a handful of songs where they're going line by line back and forth yeah and yeah like, there was a oh, bit of shit.
0: that too yeah. yeah uh songs that i like too probably same thing like i love 3 a.m on glenwood i mm-hmm. i absolutely love that track i thought that was great i loved on some bullshit because like the whole time me and luke were just like on some bullshit
3: on that bullshit
0: you know uh <laughs> pussy in millions too yeah it was great uh i liked hours in silence that was another track that i like that's kind of gives you that sort of like drakey goodness thing that he does oh yeah does you does love like that you're like this is it. a sad drake i like yeah that's the sad drake i like i'm i'm I'm, I'm about that uh yep yeah, middle of the ocean too i had written down uh um what is it spin about you i like that track too Oh, spin there, about
2: you was cool man yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was a
0: cool track i love there's a, there's one i wrote it down because i just i love um oh wait i'm sorry that's what i was saying spin about you has the classic singy songy uh hours in silence is what i meant to say it has the um a great line that's like uh he said the smoke got me speaking in dutch which is just like that's kind of the word smithy stuff that i really really like because it's just like yeah you smoke blunts blunts are Dutches. the smoke got me speaking in dutch like i like you know what i'm saying it's a a mathematics (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- there were high points in this song, in this well, album. Even you know? to say the
2: points, like I was cl- critical about, like there were songs I really liked where, like, some of those elements were in it that I lo- I can listen to it and I can get on with my day. I, it's not gonna ruin my day. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I would have, th- I thought the skillfulness could have been better. This whole album I listened to, I'm not like offended by anything Drake's said. I just it's not my personal taste to like listen to that kind of thing. Same. Um yeah. so and I guess like at some point I was like a little offended, but not to anything where I wouldn't ever listen to it again. You know what I mean? Like it's not right, gonna stop right. me from listening to it. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. I'm saying like a lot of the songs, like I liked it, it just had that element in it, which is something I don't like as much. So yeah. you know what I mean? Hit
1: us with some rankings or yeah. some scores, I guess. Let's go around
0: the table. Luca, would you like to just, just I don't for, for what it's worth, uh Pitchfork gave it a six point four. So Oh, for, oh what see, for what it's worth
2: For see I rate a lot of albums around here I'm gonna go but I am gonna pitchfork it I guess I'm gonna go like 6-8 I think it's like almost a 7 it's very listenable six, there is it's a major improvement on his last record which I rated a 5 on the show I look back to check because I was like I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. about this one at the time um, yeah it's like a 6-8 I think it's almost a 7 um, obviously all the elements I said and I think it's just a it's got it's all it could have been like a really great record Mm. which is i think why critics have been so mixy and disappointed including myself
0: Yeah. yeah uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna drop it down a couple points i'm gonna go six and a half for it um yeah it's not that i didn't like the record it's just that i think it just comes down to at that point personal taste and kind of content and and all that stuff um And just for the fact that I'm not really a big Drake guy to begin with, there's certain things about Drake that I do enjoy, but overall he's not like an artist that I find myself ever really listening to or revisiting. So I'll just, I'll give it a six and a half. I think I'm going to chill at six and a half.
1: Yeah. uh, An hour long album, 16 tracks. I really only loved maybe two of them. Uh, And then I liked, you know, seven, eight of them, but I would skip like seven of these tracks um it's a six and a half yeah because glimpse of a, glimpses of what could have been That's i don't know it, it's fine it's a lot fine. of it
2: was like me wishing oh, yeah. i was like i like this i just wish it was a little different like i felt like that on the last i think if time. i yeah. loved
1: one or two more tracks it would automatically gone up a half or a full point yeah but
0: yeah i think for me it's like he should have either like taken this album and made it fun and a party and like a celebration or he should have reinforced him saying to us when honestly never mind came out said yeah. You, oh you it's okay you guys just don't get this well then give us a, a
1: euro pop dance album that we do get you know what I I'm will saying? N- i'll never listen to this album top to bottom probably again oh but yeah, i'll yeah. listen to the six seven songs i liked right yeah. i'll put them on playlist
4: yeah right yeah. so there you have it let us know what you guys think alex of drake's last five albums none of them have gone above a seven on average scores oh interesting yes on he the is. internet
1: average scores yeah
4: correct uh that's going by all the aggregate scores.
2: Yeah, he is in a critical decline from his, you know, heyday. Sure, heyday.
4: His yeah. first three albums averaged an eight,
1: six. Yep. But he's he's a hits guy now. He's been a hits guy for five, to almost dec- 10 years.
2: Past now. decade.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I don't know. Yeah,
1: so. I, lis- I listened to this album and I was like, yeah, this is fine. And then I listened to Nothing Was the Same. And if you're eating this, it's too late. And fun, fun Drake fact
4: he is a. Uh, nephew of Larry Graham from Graham
1: Central, Central Station, Station. Station. Sly and, and Sly and the Sly Family Stone. Stone. Oh, yeah, that's did Noted right. Jehovah's Witness. Is he? He indoctrinated Prince to become a Jehovah's Witness. No way. bass player. player. Oh.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, interesting.
1: Oh. Aubrey Graham. Well, there you go. Is Drake's real name?
0: All right. So, let us know what you guys think. Let's move on, though, on to the uh, second album review that actually came as a recommendation from Jeffrey, so Jeff, why don't you pick us Oh, did it?
1: Yes, it did. Okay, this is a new album by an artist named Joji. The album is called Smithereens. Um, Joji is, um, aka George Miller. He is a Japanese-born American. I assume he's a citizen now, maybe not. I don't know, but he was born in Japan, lived in Japan through through high school, and then after high school, moved to America. He is half Australian, half Japanese by you know parentage so he grew up speaking both English and Japanese and this album had the big single the first track glimpse of us and he became the second Japanese musician to crack the top 10 on the billboard hot 100 no way cuz that song hit number 8 i think it debuted at number 10 um it was a big tiktok ballad um you would recognize it in this past month that has been played out. And uh, yeah, the last time a top 10 song was made by a Japanese artist was like in 1962. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, sure.
2: When you said he speaks Japanese and I, in my head went, he speaks Australian. Australian. <laughs> and that's why I started laughing. If you want to rewind, <laughs> please watch Mike's face being like,
1: why are you laughing? <laughs> um, and Joji is, he's been making music. Um, This is his third album, I think, pretty much just the last five years. He was a notable YouTube personality known as Filthy Frank. He was kind of like a homemade version of an uh, Eric Andre style um, surreal slash somewhat offensive and absurd humor type of stuff.
2: Popularized the Harlem Shuffle?
1: Uh, Dance? Correct, yes. He was one of the first videos that took that, the Harlem Shake by Thank Bauer. Thank mm.
2: I'm always bringing it old school. I'm like <laughs> an eight know. year old man.
1: Hello. that toe tappy, um, <laughs> that mashed potato. And uh, this is uh, his music is like you would think a guy who made like slapstick kind of offensive comedy YouTube videos um, wouldn't be able to make music that is like pretty much like very uh, deep. You know, I don't know. You judge it for what is deep introspective, but like ba- like R and B croony ballads and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it
2: feels like yeah. So like the it, him being a YouTuber, like the second half of this record, which is centered on like his more like hip hop sure, based yeah. stuff. The first half of this being like professionally produced kind of uh, ballads. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not, like, prepared for, like, this is, like, the new— I was like, oh, this seems like the new adult contemporary. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, again, like, has a lot to do with young pop people music, but it's, like, it's ballads built on, like, the new pop structure. Like, there's no, like, middle eights, really, on any of these songs. There's no, like, bridge or Mm pre-choruses or anything. Like, Glimpse of Us, the first track in this album, is— is really great but it's like a whole it's like a loop of that piano thing and it's just it's really emotional and beautiful and it's in and out before you really know it you know
1: oh yeah this is a nine track 24 minute album yeah it's like it goes by so fast that's what i was telling luke earlier today i was like i felt like i blinked and it was over it's that TikTok music man you gotta make that shit in two minutes and 12 seconds right, right right
2: and so did what side of the album did you guys like more did you like the second side or did you like the ballady heavy first side
1: Ooh, i don't
0: i'm kind of sp- more produced i
1: feel like i'm kind of split down the middle because i really enjoyed the ballad. Well, i thought side. i was expecting that second side went so like this is a low to stuff i'm like yeah, it's, it's lo-fi. This is like super- It's highly lux. produced yeah. lo-fi. Right. I
2: think it's just more of a, the style of music yeah. it is. You could also tell, if we're talking side one, side two, you can tell on Spotify and on this album by mm. the side two is all capital letters sure. and yeah. the other thing is grammatically correct. So
1: Right. I like the singing and song, like the lyrics of the first half but i like the music tracks of the second half yeah. more yeah. and for people who are unfamiliar with his music he is like a middle ground stylistically in between james blake and frank ocean mm. because he sings a lot in a lower part of his voice and then does a lot of like upper octave harmonies with himself but it's um i don't know like soothing and supple and like yeah. s- very smooth like his his the way he approaches,
2: I even um, like yeah. the moods so, like he went through. Like, dissolve the last track on the first side yeah. is very like reminiscent of like Oasis's like Wonderwall, yeah. except yeah, it's
0: that strummy guitar thing.
2: Yeah, and, and yeah. like he does like in each song in that first side kind of has its own deal. Like the glimpse of us is the piano, and then feeling like the end is kind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it flows well. Like feeling at like the end is the hip y one mm-hmm. that's more like that. I just liked how he toned it out and it wasn't all acoustic strummy. It wasn't all oh, yeah. piano ballads. And I also did like how he did put the new pop structure on the adult contemporary styled songs. Mm. It was it was interesting.
1: Like, yeah, Glimpse of Us is like, man, like for all the hype that um, what's, Ed Sheeran gets and stuff, I'm like, Ed Sheeran's, a, he's like a good songwriter. Like like how Taylor Swift, good songwriter, a good singer. You know, it's it's good. But like, Joe like Joji's voice. The voice is so much, yeah. in my opinion, like leagues beyond like what Ed Sheeran does. Because it's just like, man, I want to listen to that voice more. It's just like grabs you. It yeah. just like has and this depth.
2: let so- talk about that lyrical content Mm. in that song where he's saying like I'm with somebody new but I'm still thinking of you and when Mm. I look into her eyes sometimes I see what we used to be together Mm. and that's some like interesting writing in Mm. the the, you know it's a glimpse of of us in the relationship it's a great line it's a great song Uh, it's really cool and I'm I'm almost wondering if he's gonna double down on that style on the next record and go oh I'm going all in and like making these full like, are you going to put like bridges and really all this full big songs? Right, in, or right. are you going to go more of like what's going on in the second side? It both are interesting. And
1: the album before this was less short structure. Right. Ne- it's the album called nectar. Um, yeah, I think he's talented. I, I enjoy what he's doing.
2: Um, did you guys like the, like one, that song called night Rider that starts off the second side. Yeah. Pretty interesting. But, um, 1 a.m. freestyle, which is not really a freestyle. But oh, I has, like that. That has was that, one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, has I thought of you because it was doing that cool vocal thing where it mm-hmm. went like, ah, and like was like, yeah, uh, doing
0: with his own Great vocal piano stuff on that one too.
2: Yeah, and I just I really like this record. Um, I love, I like records sometimes. I have the A and the B where mm-hmm. that are very different and stylistically almost completely different records. Um, this is cool. I really really mm-hmm. like this, and like you said, that voice yep. is much kind of more interesting than some of the biggest names that are getting that kind of recognition
0: yeah i enjoyed this record man i really liked it side two i think you're right instrumentally i enjoyed it more because i believe it's it's the blah 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 demo it has the guitar Mm -hmm. and the beat thing and then it goes into like that half Mm timey thing but it sounds almost like it's not it's it, it i don't know but it sounds less like it's a new part that's played slower and lower as much as it sounds like the first part was slowed down you know what i mean it has that kind of a feel feel about it um but i love that the way the drums and the guitar like um work together uh yeah glimpse of us was just like sort of this atmospheric heartbreaking you know album opener that i really enjoyed um uh, feeling like the end that too many mm-hmm. too many too, like that thing was like i was like oh, i was fucking great you know like i just i did i enjoyed this i thought this was great this is like a a great example of pop music yeah. you know what i mean like ha- like current mm-hmm. pop music i really enjoyed it so
1: yeah this is right my wheelhouse of like what i like is yeah. is interesting uh kind of you know just like it's not challenging but it like invites you in to listen and like want to put the song on repeat and, and like find the little nuances all over the place
2: uh again yeah. too if you are like into that taylor swift album that's huge check this album out it's oh yeah joji sure. you will be into this album It's it's, sure. yeah. it's got a lot of emotional depth to it it's beautiful it's in uh giving a lot of itself so
0: yeah uh rankings jeffrey would you like to lead us off what do you rank this bad boy
1: um yeah, this I I didn't know how to approach this because it was like a studio album with only 9 tracks in 22 minutes and I thought is this meant to be like a full thing or is this kind of just like we're putting I'm putting this out in the world. Um so because of that it's kind of missing like two more like arresting like oh my god songs, but this is a strong 8 for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll go. Oof, I don't know, Luca. Why don't you tell us? I'll, I'll go.
2: I'm going eight on this as yeah. well because I just like the perfect package. There's no, mm. there's no dud song on this record. I love the like. You're right. There's. It's not full enough to be like a classic full brevity, yeah. but it's so like kind of cute in the way it is. Mm. It's like one one side, one side. Mm. It's the feels. I like it. I love yeah. shit
3: like that. Yeah,
0: I'll go the same way then. I'll go. I'll go eight across the board. I'll I'll join you guys because I feel the same way, man. And really, a 24 minute record like what's not what's not to love man yeah. i love that because because th- you can listen to it a couple times and it doesn't feel like you're like i have this my you know this monstrous record i i like i'm trying to listen to it's you can do it a couple times you can go back and pick out a couple of songs and uh yeah,
1: yeah. and if you like this listen to james blake listen to frank ocean similar artists who inspired him and he had, he had people work on this album work with those guys and
4: yeah, yeah. alex did you like this record I did I would I would honestly give it probably like an eight two eight four all yeah. right yeah yeah, there you yeah. Go. I've uh I followed him through his YouTube career a long time ago and he
0: was, had I was the, just gonna say I don't mean to cut you off was this the dude that would go and like sync up his phone to like the bluetooth speaker and no, like a okay. No, okay. All right, this guy here. went around in
1: like a he had bits where he's a pink lycra like yes okay okay yeah P- pink suit pink he, guy yeah
4: he had a um I don't remember the years I think it's 14 to 17 a career known as pink guy which was very Mm meme-y just like the youtube poopy era of music production (laughs) and like really weird abstract music videos and stuff um but then when he turned to joji he made some really heartfelt songs and totally like turned his career into something else and became known as like oh this was the guy that did crazy stuff but has like a like a whole other side to him it was like really eye-opening for a lot of people that followed him prior
0: yeah yeah,
2: yeah. He seems All like right. the anti-Oliver Tree.
4: Yes. Ah,
0: there you go. <laughs> the anti-Oliver Yes.
1: I well. fell down to earth.
0: Anyway, uh, let us know what you think in the comments below. Did you like this Joji record? We certainly did. Uh, we're, we're in the eights, so uh, let us know what you think. Uh, before we finish, as always like comment subscribe guys you know the drill uh, and share the podcast with all your friends and all that good stuff also you know uh, give us any shout outs or if there's anything that you want us to cover any topics or anything like that let us know because we are open to ideas and uh, you know we we appreciate the love and the support that we get from everybody and all that so we'd
2: like to apologize to the Nazareth estate
0: yes our well love hurts doesn't it I um, don't want to apologize <laughs> <laughs> Jeff has
2: hard feelings we'll see you next time
3: right. bye bye